Tomfa. I knew Hero Forge would save me. A, Gotta love Hero a Forge. A light Tomfa. Is that our cold open? We Just you yelling, I knew Hero Forge would save me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always Two. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I'm just a. I'm just a. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I'm Josiah here with my co-host Stephen. Hey guys, it's great to be back today. It is great to be back, indeed. That's not a bit. That's just me actually using that word correctly. Um. It's been a while. We haven't recorded in like two weeks. Nearly just about. And so we are back. It's been a while. It's good to be in the studio again. Studio being a library. Um, yeah. This week, we are talking about lightsabers. Uh, I think we'll probably just have a kind of a discussion of uh, original canon versus Disney canon. And kind of just uh, kind of exploring lightsabers a little bit. Um I will have just about as much to add as I did in the beginner's guide episode, but you you own the you own a lightsaber. I own. I do own a lightsaber. I am a true Jedi Knight. I own one of the the cheapo plastic telescoping light blades. Hey, as long as it doesn't have a little thing in the pommel to connect to another one, it's okay. Yeah, I'm also in the market for another one. Um, I don't need to spend four hundred dollars on. Two more lightsabers. But I almost got a custom one built. I'm it was going to cost twelve hundred dollars. Um, yeah, that's a lot. But it was, and when I say custom, I mean yeah, 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 completely. Custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, nice. let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, I'm going to kind of throw to you to kind of just explain, start at a base level, and explain for any of our listeners who somehow don't know what a lightsaber is. Just give us a quick, like, two-minute, what is a lightsaber? Well... What makes a lightsaber a lightsaber? Listeners to... That it is a saber. Made, made of light. light. Oh, hey, hey, there we go. Anyway, I told you what a lightsaber is in the simplest terms. of a gun. It's a laser sword. It is? No, it's it, not. It's, it's a it's, lightsaber. Yes, it's like... Don't um, call it a laser sword. Continue. Luke called it a laser sword. Luke was wrong. He, he you was, are referencing no, 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 the no. worst Star no, no, no. Wars film. It's not that Luke was wrong; it's that he was wronged. No, Luke was wrong. Duh. Nope, because he also chucked world. that lightsaber over the back of his shoulder. So again, he was wronged. Anyways, no. Um, it, it is at its core. It is. It's a blade of plasma that is contained by a magnetic field. Lightsabers have some of their like their key components so you have your lightsaber crystal in the old canon it was just a crystal that was attuned to the forest it could be any crystal uh they not yeah not specifically kyber crystals and we'll get into that a little bit later that you know you had all you had they all did different things to a blade yeah so and this is most predominantly seen in the old republic games yep yep um, and some of the older comics. And some of the older comics. Uh, you have... And, and a lot of lightsabers would have more than two. Would, they would have two crystals and some would have more than that. They'd have a color crystal. And then they would have a focusing crystal. The focusing crystal is what gave a blade its unique properties. Um, otherwise, they're pretty simple, mechanically speaking. 
They have a power cell, they have an emitter for the blade, a housing chamber, etc. But the Disney canon, they decided to mystify the lightsaber. And they... They got rid of the variety of crystals. They got rid of color crystals, and you had just a single crystal, and that's the Kyber crystal. They also got rid of the significance behind the colors. Um, I was watching a video today, and I, I, I believe that previously we've discussed that the original explanation for colors held in Disney canon, but I don't think it does. Um, and I want to go back to... I don't know, maybe maybe Clone Wars. Um, that even that's not Disney canon. But I was hearing it explained today that in new canon, the color is determined uh, by the wielder. Um, like after, like you get the crystal and it's clear, and then after a certain amount of time, it takes a color similar to the original canon. Um, but the significance behind Guardian and Counselor and Sentinel were not uh, carried portrayed over. well. Yeah. Um, really, in pre-Disney televised canon, the only there there is no really defined meaning behind the color crystals. Yeah. Not not explicitly, at least. You had. Blue, green, purple, red, and yellow. Those are really the only colors we ever see on screen pre-Disney. Uh, Mace Windu is the only purple saber we see. And the only yellow sabers that we see are the Temple Guardians on Coruscant. So it's not really known, just from the te- just from the screen... It's not really known if there are temple guardians with yellow sabers at other temples around the galaxy, like Dantooine. Um, I am blanking on the planet that Ezra Miller is from. It's not Ezra Miller. Ezra Bridger. Ezra Br- What is Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller is the actor that portrays the Flash. In the- oh, he's the guy that's currently in the news. In that's- the DCEU that is... Yeah. Gone down a really strange road. Yes, that's okay. Um, yeah, I've been I've been barraged by news reports on this guy. Um, no, as, yeah, yeah Ezra Bridger. Insane. Ezra uh, Bridger is from Lethal. Lethal, yes. Uh, There's so. also one on the plant bat, bat Batu. It's not Batu. Oh, you do from you Fallen mean... Order. Oh, uh, Bogue. Bogana. Bogana, yes. We got there. Well, is that a Jedi temple or is that that's not a Jedi I thought temple? It was. That's a Is it not? That's a temple of that force sensitive species that I don't know from playing the, the game. Hum-a-lum-a-lum-a. I don't know from playing the game if they are Brady will probably know if they predate the Jedi or not. I got the sense that they did. Um but the the, the green and the blue don't really have any significance in terms of, like, a Jedi's role within the Order or, you know, what their tendencies are. Mm-hmm. And then red was the Sith. Um, and they were red. Uh, we'll, get into just, we'll get into colors in a minute. This is kind of a quick, quote-unquote, recap. Right. Uh, so, 
In the old canon, they were just naturally a color. Yeah. And the Jedi would choose a color based on how they viewed their career within the Order going. So it wasn't like they got a clear crystal or a white crystal and as they attuned with the crystal, it would change a color according to their personality. They would just be like, oh, kind of like Savvy's workshop at Galaxy's Edge. They'd just be like, oh, there's a green and a blue one and I want to be a Jedi Consular and be more like philosophical and be more of a mediator and less of a action-oriented Jedi. So I'm going to go with the, the green lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's then in Disney canon, then it was, you got a white or a clear crystal. And it that would, attune to you. That would attune to you, and then it would That does make more sense. Color. makes more sense in KOTOR where you straight up choose your uh, your lightsaber color. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I do think it's interesting in Disney canon, just a quick aside, the fact that Ahsoka's second lightsaber is yellow-green and not a pure green because she is transitioning from a counselor to a sentinel except interesting another theory is that she's transitioning from a counselor to a guardian um but that wouldn't explain the yellow green that would that would produce more of an aqua green following the same logic and what's interesting that you bring that up is i always took that because you know from coder which predates the clone wars viridian is is the color of her shorter lightsaber and it's just a much rarer color lightsaber because there were variants on each of the colors. You had blue and you had cyan, you had green and viridian, you had yellow, and then you had an orange. So viridian was just a rarer lightsaber. So I always, watching the show, I always just understood that her Shoto was, just had a rare color lightsaber crystal. Yeah. And how she had got her hands on a rare color, I don't know. She's like, oh, that's cool. She has a rare color. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, let let's get right into it. And by get right into it, I mean let's continue, continue getting into it. Um, <laughs> so, since we're on the topic of colors, go ahead and talk about crystals and such. Well, you had the red ones, which were synthetic, right? And uh, the Sith used the synthetic crystals over natural crystals because it, it was extremely rare to find naturally occurring crystals that were attuned to the dark side. Oh, okay. They existed, and you could find naturally occurring red ones, but they were very rare. Um, but also, they the Jedi didn't enjoy... They didn't like the idea of using synthetic crystals. Yeah. So it was kind of just like salt in the wound to the Jedi. That's why the Sith would use a synthetic crystal. Yeah. Uh, and in modern canon... We kind of go by color here. Uh, modern canon, red crystals are created when a... Jedi, or fallen Jedi at this point, um, bleeds their crystal or corrupts it by uh, committing heinous acts against the world. Against anyone, just, yeah. Yeah, and this, this kind of falls apart because of Disney canon, um, because we see that Darth Vader creates a new lightsaber because his is taken by Obi-Wan but that blade is still blue and killing the Jedi order and especially younglings including not but not including Reva yeah 
because you know you know what Anakin's known for not being thorough and killing people that yes well Obi-Wan's also known for that I was being sarcastic <laughs> he killed the men and the women and children too all of them he killed every Jedi in that temple oh, and the sand people mm-hmm except Reva the only survivor that we know of maybe she got Grogu out I don't like Reva's character. <laughs> tell. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just have such a bad taste in my mouth from her character. Anyway, uh, that's beside the point. Yeah, the point it, is lightsabers. The Disney canon for how the the, the crystals, specifically the crystals, work. Uh, we we haven't even gotten to their toys. We don't need. Oh, we're talking about lightsabers. We do need to. <laughs> Though we've we've mentioned those particular toys in the past. Well, we'll get but, there. Anyway, yes. uh crystals. Um in old canon, a blue crystal signified the uh a lightsaber belonging to a Jedi guardian. Uh these were people who were not necessarily more focused, but more proficient in the combat oriented, uh lightsaber combat specifically. Duelists. Um side of the Jedi training. Um, the reason I say not necessarily lightsaber combat is because they were not necessarily a someone with a blue lightsaber. A Jedi Guardian is not necessarily weaker in the Force than a Jedi Counselor. They are just stronger in aggressive or combat-oriented Force powers. Um, granted, you have people like Yoda, who is ridiculously power in the powerful in the Force. Period. But he would, uh, he wouldn't fit into the Jedi Guardian piece because he is not that like headstrong, take action first, right? Uh, kind of leader. And those were the people that were uh, the Jedi Guardians. People like Anakin, Obi Wan, Plo Koon. These people acted uh, strongly and passionately, and were not likely to take a diplomatic approach. Rather, they would just commit war crimes and win the war, whatever is necessary. That's a joke. Um, they didn't all commit war crimes. I would like to think Plo Koon didn't commit war crimes. Anakin did, though. A lot of them. Keanu Mundi did. <laughs> That's also true. He brought flamethrowers in when he did not need to. Um. Anyway, it does raise the question. We'll continue. I'll, I'll hold that thought. Um, anything else to say about Jedi Guardians? Blue crystals. Blue crystals. Very. They are headstrong, aggressive. Uh, they are an action first, talk later kind of. Yep. Kind of Jedi. Um, did Quinlan Voss have a blue saber? He's green. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely exceptions. There are definitely exceptions because Quinlan Voss is absolutely not the. The Yoda archetype. Yeah, that may be a stylistic choice too. It could be, uh, but it, it's still because his character, his character design would look weird with the blue. Anyway, uh, green lightsaber crystals were the crystals of Jedi counselors. These were people who, like I said, not necessarily focused uh, less on lightsaber combat and more on being wise. But <laughs> these were people that were the diplomats of the Jedi Order. People like Qui Gon Jinn. Jocasta uh, New. Yoda, Jocasta New. I'm going to say that like I know who that is. She's the librarian. Right. Yeah, that, her. Um. Anyway, uh, a later Ezra Bridger was 
mm-hmm. um, right. wielded a green lightsaber and started out this, with blue. This Jedi. Well, it it shows his maturity and learning, especially from. Did his blue one get destroyed? Yes, and I think I think if Kanan had gotten a new lightsaber post Order sixty six, he would have also had a green lightsaber, Mm -hmm. because he definitely fits the Jedi Counselor archetype. He does. Um. Anyway, uh, these were people who were extremely powerful in the Force, uh, especially non-combative methods. Yeah, there's not a lot more to say. These were the, like I said, the diplomats. One of the clearest distinctions of guardians and counselors in uh, the in current canon period is in episode one, The Phantom Menace, when Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn arrive on the I can't remember what those ships are called, command ship. I think they're just command ships, separatist command ship. Yeah. Um. The, and yeah. Obi Wan is is complaining like, why don't we just like go take care of it and like take action and Qui-Gon's like no we'll uh we'll proceed with negotiations and then yeah yep later we get the iconic negotiations were short I thought of a good analogy like a Star Wars to real world analogy okay if you're in a school setting oh god a Jedi guardian yeah is your coach who's always yelling at you and barking at you to do more sit-ups more chin-ups and more laps while a council, a Jedi counselor, or counselor is your, your like, English teacher, who will walk up and say like, okay, now, what do you think you can do to make the essay better? Funny enough, when they were short staffed, your coach was also your English teacher. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, anything else to add about Jedi counselors and green crystals in general? I don't think so. Uh, we've already covered it pretty well. Yeah. All right. Uh, yellow crystals. These are the crystals belonging to Jedi Sentinels, um, most famously used by the Jedi Temple Guards um, that you mainly see in uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. And Rey. And also used by Rey. I'm shaking my head. So anyway, Jedi crystals. So <laughs> the thing is, it makes sense in the canon. For what... Because, okay, so I'll explain it first. Jedi Sentinels, therefore Yellow Crystal Wielders, are Jedi who are just as trained in the skills of an everyday man as they are trained in the ways of the Jedi. Uh, These were people who, um, in KOTOR, it's explained as people who who understand the workings of, uh, who understand the workings of, like, the world, Better than most Jedi. Um, this just just like just imagine like a mechanic who was also a Jedi, right? Or yeah. a tradesman who was also a Jedi. Just like they they possessed skills other than lightsaber wielding and using the Force. Did did <laughs> Master Sanube have a yellow saber? I believe Master Sanube, as far as I heard in a YouTube video I watched two hours ago, had a silver saber. Because I think we do see it. Um, I'm going to look this up yes. because I'm going to keep definitely talking. sound. He would definitely have been a Jedi Sentinel because he's the criminal underworld expert. He goes out into the field. Yeah, he he's the one who did all the undercover stuff to find the the syndicates and the oops. I anyway, uh, I'm gonna keep talking while Steven looks up what color lightsaber Master Sinube had. 
Uh, Ray is a great example. Someone who had a yellow lightsaber. It fits this archetype because she was a scavenger first. Someone who learned how to survive on her own. Uh, jack of all trades of sorts. And so, and then she became a Jedi later. And so it made sense for her to have a yellow lightsaber. It didn't, it didn't bother me in the canon as much as I think it did Steven. Um, yeah. Uh, other famous people that we never see the Grand Inquisitor specifically wielding a yellow lightsaber, but we do know as he was a Jedi Sentinel that he would have at one point had a yellow lightsaber. Um, we have the purple lightsaber, which is actually in the canon, old canon, Legends canon, wielded by two people. You're right. His lightsaber was silver. Ayo. Um, so, the purple lightsaber famously wielded by Mace Windu. Um, what this means outside of canon is that Mace Windu went up to George Lucas and said... Mace Windu? You mean... No, he was in character. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'd accept that. Samuel L. Jackson went up to George Lucas and said, I want a purple lightsaber so people can see me in the sea of lightsabers. And George Lucas said no. And Samuel L. Jackson said yes. And then George Lucas said yes. Uh, and that's how we got the purple lightsaber. In the canon, uh, it is loosely explained because Mace Windu uses a modified Form 6 or 7. Seven. Modified for uh, lightsaber form seven uh, called Vapod, which is a very aggressive um, lightsaber form where he uh, – I heard it today. Correct me if I'm wrong because I've always heard it as a he taps into the dark side, like lightly taps into the dark side. He dances on the edge of it, yeah. So what I – something else I heard today is a theory that he does not tap into the dark side. He, he instead turns the dark side energy around him against his opponent. Just a quick tidbit that doesn't matter. I don't know about that last one, but yeah, yeah he, yeah, he sure. definitely skirts the edges. Uh, and it's actually, Vapid requires that you get close to the dark side, which is why it is exceedingly rare in the Order and is generally frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there is another person who wielded a yellow, uh, purple lightsaber. Um, I don't no. remember their name. I know they were Rodian. And uh, what era? Uh, he would have been active during the era of the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, but his lightsaber was found by Luke at some point in the Legends. Interesting. I never knew that there was a second lightsaber in the Clone yeah. War era. Um, I think the last color that has an explanation behind it would be silver um, or white. Uh, these lightsabers or these crystals um, are belong to someone who has taken a red lightsaber... Uh, a red kyber crystal that has been bled and they have purified it. So that's um, just the Disney canon. Is the Disney canon is there a is there a canon explanation for silver crystals other than that they're a, a rare naturally occurring crystal? I don't know because I didn't fully realize that Sanube's saber was silver. Yeah. So my only experience with the silver saber at least like that I actively knew about was from the old Republic era in the games. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. And in the games, it's just a rare color crystal. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we've got for colors that need that specifically need explaining. Um, there are many other colors that are occurring in the Star Wars universe, such as orange, cyan, viridian, viridian, and when you get to indigo, the old Republic. 
when you get to Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, there are multicolored blades. Yeah. There are blades with white cores. Blades with black cores. Blades with black cores. The Darksaber. I almost forgot. The Darksaber, yes. The Darksaber. Now, that's interesting because that's a black core silver saber. And it's the only black core saber. I don't know that I would would classify it as that because um, the explanation behind its creation. It is a... I don't know if it even is a black kyber crystal, is it? I don't know because it having a kyber crystal would be a retroactive piece of lore that Disney inserted because the Darksaber existed prior to Disney's ownership of Star Wars. So, that one I don't know. Uh, but if you were to go with you know the pre-Disney canon, then its, its crystal would be a... Because it's never brought up in the show. So unless it's brought up in comics that are, you know, pre-Disney, then I would say its its crystal is a black core white crystal. But what I think is interesting is the shape of the blade. Yes, so the shape of the blade in... Uh, first of all, the origin of it. Uh, the, black, the dark saber or the black colored blade... Um, Theoretically, black kyber crystal. Um, the, the only in canon example of this we have is the dark saber, which was created by Tar Vizsla, who was the first Jedi um, Mandalorian, or first Mandalorian to become a Jedi, something like that. Anyway, um, upon his death, it was taken by the Jedi and put in storage or in some kind of archive or something, uh, the Mandalorians end up stealing it back, and it became like very uh, important to Mandalorian culture. Basically, the wielder of the dark saber has the right to lead all of Mandalore. Um, it is said to be theoretically sharper than uh, a regular lightsaber because of the concentrated um, shape of it. It is in the shape of a regular sword having two flat Which edges. I think it's just a weird concept for lights to really do have a quote-unquote sharpness. But it makes sense when you put it in the words you did. You know, it's more concentrated. Just think, just think but, of the, the energy itself. Right. The heat of the blade is concentrated to a singular point. And so if it theoretically had the same power level as a regular lightsaber, it is concentrating that power into a smaller uh, space, smaller surface, and therefore is a theoretically sharper or hotter blade um it's also said to like connect subconsciously to the wielder and it's it's a lot the dark sable will probably have its own quote-unquote character spotlight maybe um as there is at least 20 minutes of talking about oh definitely to talk about the dark i mean it is a very important lightsaber yeah um as far as colors did we miss anything? I don't think we did. I don't think we did, no. Um, I mean, there's the red color, you know, for Disney canon. Yeah. But it doesn't really work because their explanation for red lightsaber, it doesn't line up with basically any pre-Disney canon. Yeah. That's still canon. So, for me, it's, it's real hard to accept... A red kyber crystals explanation 
And this is what I said earlier when Disney tried to mystify lightsabers. Yeah. This is part of it. They they didn't do a very good job of it. All right. Um, I will let you have your turn to rant a little bit. Um, and do you know much about power crystals versus color crystals? When you say power crystal, do you mean like a, a focusing crystal? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, uh, anyway, I, I talked a lot for the last you did. That's 15, okay. 20 minutes. Um, I'm proud of how much I know about lightsabers. Uh, anyway, and then we'll talk more about the unique kyber crystals, um, well, especially in Legends canon. There's also the history of lightsabers. We'll get to that. We're so, ca- talking more about variations at this point. So, and then there's also, we, we can... In, in hindsight, we should have started with the history of lightsabers. <laughs> that would have been a good place to start, but it's okay. Um, Actually, no, because let's be too. honest, the cool part of a lightsaber is the blade and the crystals. Yeah, like, yeah. Start with the cool stuff, then go into the, the boring history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's also how they're created, because it's very different for Sith and Jedi. Yeah. Um, anyway, but you've power got, slash uh, focusing crystals. Yeah, in, in the old canon... Uh, their main purpose was to to create the blade essentially so the power in the you know the power cell at the base of the hilt would go through the crystal it would pick up properties from the force attuned crystal and the blade would you could have all sorts of things uh you could have sharper blades hotter blades you could have blades that like shimmered and pulsated uh you could have blades that were very good at deflecting blaster bolts blades that were very solid i guess yeah in the sense of like when it came to lightsaber combat against another lightsaber you'd have a blade that was very solid and was much more difficult for your opponent's lightsaber to block or hold on to um, have you ever gotten the sense that when two lightsabers make contact, they kind of grip each other where they contact, so you can't like slide down the blade and chop someone's hand off? Maybe. See, I always kind because I, you never see someone do that. Do you? Yeah. Uh, the only instance where I can think of that kind of happening is when Anakin chops off Dooku's hands in Revenge of the Sith, but I don't know if he slides down the blade. Or if he comes off the blade, he comes off the blade and comes around under and come and slices up into the hands. Okay, so yeah, I've never seen sliding down the blade like that. So I always assumed like the magnetic fields that contain the blades, like they they're, they're like magnets, so they just kind of that would explain the way that like when two lightsabers clash, the colors like disappear and it's just like a white light and it's like a like a like burst of energy. Yeah, that could that could. Uh, be a quote-unquote explanation for yeah, yeah. that visual effect. But uh, the, the focusing crystal usually was kind of just whatever. The like the important crystal that was important to the Jedi that used or the Sith was the color crystal. And it was... The focusing crystal was more much more utilitarian. Yeah. Um, you had... I think we'll kind of mix in like the unique lightsabers here because... Uh, you had weapons like the uh, like broad sabers, which would have just massively powerful focusing crystals. Um, I think the only in canon on screen evidence we have of broad broad sabers was Ponkrell. 
of his lightsabers were noticeably larger. Like, the blades yes. themselves were noticeably larger. There was another. In the Kyle Katarn games... Um, I wouldn't consider those current canon. I, I wouldn't either, but they they were canon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had... There was uh, two dark acolyte uh, characters that were kind of mini-bosses, kind of halfway through the game. Yeah. And it was... I can't remember their names, but it was like... One was really tiny, and... His partner was a Gamorrean, but like a mutant Gamorrean or something. And he, and the tiny one, was like a mutant or mutated uh, Kowakian lizard monkey. But the the Gamorrean partner had a massive lightsaber. Like the hilt itself. Yeah. Easily the size of your mic stand. Yeah. I I like to consider my lightsaber a broadsaber, given its... uh, 14 inch hilt and That's pretty big 30 I, I can't remember how big the blade is but it is it is difficult to wield because of its size um anyway uh you also had uh there were crystals that would cause your blade to uh like literally drip fire and lava um there were crystals that would cause the blade to be bigger smaller like you said pulsating etc um yeah. Uh, you could create a light whip by having a variety of smaller crystals instead of one large crystal. In light whips are cool. In the blade, you had uh, all kinds of different variations on those on those power crystals. Um, yeah, yeah. The so the Gamorrean's name I looked him up. His name is Gork. Wow. He the, he and his better than Boulder. <laughs> yeah. He and his uh, partner. God, that was so long ago. Boulder. Boulder. Is this an Avatar reference? No, the 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 pilot of the vessel. Oh my god! <laughs> That's all you had to say, and I knew once you said the vessel, yeah, I knew yeah, immediately yeah. what you were talking about. <laughs> Good right. lord! Do you have uh, anything else to add to power slash focusing crystals and kind of like the uniqueness that a crystal will provide a lightsaber? Not really, uh, because. They don't really have a whole lot of lore behind them in yeah. the same way that the color crystals do. Uh, really, we, we kind of touched on, so we can kind of continue with that, we touched on the different types of lightsabers you yeah, have. Yeah, so I do want to get into what kind of would fall into like different lightsabers and like different lightsaber hilts. Um, this is anything from like the basic lightsaber, which had a single emitter um, that right. was not... Not... Uh, not customizable, adjustable. Um, specific lightsabers did have adjustable emitters that could adjust the right. size of the blade. Right. Um, um, there the, were lightsabers. These were not necessarily common. There were lightsabers, and this was usually a Jedi thing. And uh, Actually, where I you think could this turn... would be a, this would be a good place to to start the history of the lightsaber. Maybe. Um, so. The first lightsabers were called proto-sabers. Proto-sabers. And they had to be attached to a back-mounted or hip-mounted battery pack. Uh, the original ones were back-mounted and then mm-hmm. later hip-mounted as they right. got progressed in the technology and got smaller. And then their technology, they, they did the Samsung Galaxy thing where every year they got smaller and smaller batteries until they finally had wireless lightsabers. Until they exploded. <laughs> yes. And that's when they learned to start using power crystals instead of lithium batteries. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, originally they were. Uh, you had. It's kind of funny because the original, uh, like in the original trilogy, when you're watching the lightsaber fights, especially in A New Hope, you can see the wires from the lightsaber oh, yeah, like, the... going out of Obi Wan's cloak. And I'm like, it's really funny that we have in canon proto sabers that actually had wires, but they weren't being used at this time. Right. You can also see the the rod. Yeah, yeah. On the lightsaber that they used for the physical fighting aspect. Yeah. And yeah, I always I always thought it was really funny because I was like, why is why is Obi Wan's lightsaber like turning off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, back then, I didn't know what rotoscoping was. Yeah, you also, uh, as they progressed, the Sith were actually the first people to use power cords. That I don't know. I know that the Sith... They, they like, are... They were... I know that... I'm, I'm going for the name here. I know the Sith were the first people to employ um, the, the, like, the self-contained lightsaber power, that, power cell. Power cell. Oh, the power cell? Anyway, um, which allowed, allowed the lightsaber to be self-contained... Um, in the, you know, 10 inch to 12 inch hilt, you didn't need any other accessories or anything to go on top of it. Um, and this is when lightsabers started getting crazy. We have, uh, things like light pikes, light axes, which were most of these variations, uh, were around in the times of the older public. Um, because by the time of the clone wars, most of these variations had died out and were replaced with, right. Like the original regular lightsaber hilt slash blade. The good old lightsaber. Yeah, this is where you had like, uh, you know, you had people who would have like base, like the light pikes um, were uh, the chosen weapons of the Jedi Sentinels. They were a short, short bladed double lightsaber. Um, you had double lightsabers like Darth Maul used, which I think was the first on screen variation of a lightsaber. You had. As previously mentioned, Pong Krell's broad sabers, which I think were also used by Darth Malgus. Or he had a broad saber, did he not? Malgus? That I don't know. I want to say he did have a broad saber. The B-roll of the YouTube video I was watching did show a picture of Darth Malgus when talking about broad saber wielders. Though his name was not specifically mentioned. So if I trust... This random YouTuber that I have never watched and probably won't ever watch again. Oh, no. Maybe. Anyway, not important. Um, light axes, like I said, which is basically just a lightsaber emitter, um, but instead of emitting a blade, it had two emitters that pointed at each other and made an axe blade. Um, this is also when the, like the sword-shaped blade was introduced because right. in the... Uh, at the time, in the old Republic, you you could create an emitter that emitted a a short a sword shaped blade. Um, not all lightsabers were just like a tube. Uh, I would love to see more of that on screen. I wouldn't mind it, but I, it would have to be done carefully. Yeah, I'm looking and... forward to. It. I I hope if they were to bring, if they were to make more of, and uh, like season two of Visions. I think we'll see more of the of that because I think one of the mm -hmm. I think one of the visions episodes had a uh, lightsaber that was sword shaped. I think you're right. Well, I don't know if the Ronin's. It wasn't in Ronin. Well, I don't know if the Ronin's sword was curved or not. 
It was not. It was but, it was a it was a thin straight blade. Interesting. But, but his, in the Ronin in the Ronin canon there his were was unique that he had a scabbard for his. Yes, because in the Ronin canon there were basically attachments for lightsabers like the um the his scabbard and the like he, the umbrella yeah, and the umbrella was those, a single lightsaber. Those fall in the same category right. as like attachments for the lightsaber. Right. And uh, what I think is interesting about the umbrella lightsaber is that it's a single lightsaber. It's on the base of the umbrella handle. Yeah. And the, the basically the umbrella is the hilt and it splits the beam of the lightsaber into each spoke of the umbrella. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But, I mean, it was I also... Do, I want to see more of that universe. The, I, specifically that one, because that, that that one was my favorite. I One, I loved the art. I loved the references to... Um, uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. I freaking love The Seven Samurai. It was a great movie. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Basically, if there is a like weapon shape... Yeah, there's the I cannot remember. Oh, Shoto Sabers. There's Shoto. I can't remember what the weapon is called, but it's the one in Force Unleashed uh on Felucia. Um uh, Shock it's, a, it's not it's not a baton. Right, it's basically uh, a riot wand. It's a but I can't remember what it's called, but she had she had that character had two of them. And she used them to great effect. I remember her being a kind of a difficult boss fight. Oh, yeah. It's not Mara Jade. No, it's not Mara Jade. It's... Maris Brood. That's right. Maris Brood. God, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a Force oh, Unleashed man. nerd, that's for sure. Yeah. Red Guard Shotos. That's not correct. I mean, that's not what the weapon is called. That they're modeled after. I can't remember. Oh, if that's what we're going for, I can... I... They're basically police riot ones. No, there's a name for them. And oh, I, I know there's them. a name for it. Wait, them. I've got it. Oh my nope. god, Wait, you're on go. Hero Forge, I'm you on Hero freaking Forge. nerd. Wait for it. Wait for it. Are you in the one-handed weapons? There we go. Baton... Uh, tonfa. Tonfa, that's it, yep. Tonfa. I knew Hero Forge would save me. Gotta a, love Hero a Forge. A light Tonfa. Is that our cold open? We Just you yelling, I knew Hero Forge would save me. <laughs> anyway, uh, cold open. Yeah, that's for me later. Um, <laughs> Burr. Anyway. Uh, any other unique right, lightsabers? No, Bye. hold on. <laughs> uh, any other unique lightsabers that you... You want to mention? Oh well. Oh, curved lightsabers. First, like, two, oh, curved. two last things that we need to talk about. A shoto is a short, uh, normally a smaller lightsaber hilt with a smaller blade. Um, these are used either by smaller species like Master Yoda and Yaddle, or by um, they are used as a secondary blade, as seen with uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yep. Uh, well. They're not really unique in the sense that there's like it's one of a kind, but you have the double bladed lightsaber. I talked about those earlier. Well, did you talk about their history? No. You should have read Tales of the Jedi. I'm sorry. Then you would know. Whoops. Yep. I tried. I tried to get you to read it. But <sighs> Enlighten me. 
the, the double bladed was created by Exarcoon when he fell to the dark side, and it was used. He used it to duel and kill his master in the Senate Hall on Coruscant during the trial of Ulic Keldroma after he had fallen to the dark side and got captured by the Republic after he had waged a small little war. So, the, the Jedi hate the double-bladed lightsaber because it is a representation of a Jedi's fall to the dark side. And this is why, this is other than it being more dangerous and aggressive, this is why we see it very commonly among the Sith. Because, again, like a red crystal, it's a salt in the wound. Which also should have been a major red flag for Master Pong Krell. Wielding yeah. two of them. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting, everyone hated, thinking about it, everyone hated the the red lightsaber that Ray had, the dark Ray had in uh, Rise of Skywalker. The folding one? Yeah, but that's just Pong Krell's lightsaber. The Motorola lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. The light razor? There yeah, the light, I was there thinking that. The yeah. light razor. The light razor. But Motorola light Pong razor. Pong Krell's lightsaber's folded. Right, right, they did, and then, the, but, but his are cool, and oh wow, ouch, egg on the face. His are cool, and they weren't used to uh, false advertise someone's fall to the dark side. Yeah, so we love Disney Star Wars. I just, just real quick, uh, if my cousins ever listen to this podcast, shout out to my cousins who unashamedly prefer Disney canon. Um yeah. Anyway, off topic. <laughs> You're dead to me just that. Uh, no, 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 not me. My cousins. <laughs> I've already disowned them. That's fine. People can like Disney Star Wars. I was stuck on a train too when it happened, so I couldn't just leave. I was stuck with them. Anyway, um we're back. Curved lightsaber hilts, uh, most famously used by Count Dooku and Asaz Ventress. So why were they curved? Yeah, uh, do you know why they're curved? No. Steven, enlighten me. It, they're just better for combat. It's more dexterous. Yeah. It allows... Uh, freedom of movement. Freedom of movement. It allows different grips uh, on the lightsaber, holding it... Uh, Choking up on the blade, as it were, uh, would allow you to wield it as a normal lightsaber. But um, pulling back would allow you to, uh, I believe, like charge or lunge uh, more easily, as you were able to point the the blade more efficiently. Um, it's interesting, and I've never thought about this before, but I'm thinking about it now. If you were to hold a, if you were to hold Dooku's saber. Or Asajj Ventress's, because hers are also curved. Hers are more curved. They are, and they're more of an S-curve, and they're designed to become a double blade. Yeah. Um, but in... Oh, interesting. Okay, so I competitive fencer for 13 years. Yes. Uh, you would... A lot of fencers put cants in their blade, and the cant is just like an angle at the base of the grip where the, the bell guard is. So where the actual blade begins... And where the, the, the grip like screws on. You would put an angle there so that when you hold your arm out straight and your wrist is straight, the blade angles in towards your your opponent. So you yeah. can have your arm kind of off to the side, guarding your outside, but the blade still points into your opponent, threatening them. So if you were to hold one of the curved lightsabers on the grip, 
it would do the exact same thing. Yeah. And it would allow you to get around your opponent's blade and grip. And that's interesting. And then thinking about Asajj Ventress's, because it has the S shape curved in it, rather than Dooku's uh, just kind of elbow curve. Yeah. There's a very... It's, it's a pretty uncommon grip in fencing called a Spanish recurve that has essentially the same shape. It has kind of a slight S shape to it. It's a really fun grip to use, and I had one, and it got stolen because it was too unique. Someone at a tournament was just like, that's mine, because I swapped it out with a different grip. I miss that grip. But interesting, because that grip allowed me to do some wonky things that really tripped people up in, in about. And so I never made the connection that Asajj Ventress's grips and that that recurve grip I had were the same shape, essentially. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, um, last quick thing. Would Savage Oppresses Saber be classified as a broad saber? I, I thought I remembered it being large. It is large, and I, I want to say it's a little bit larger than a typical double-bladed lightsaber, but... Maybe not the size of Poncrell's. Right. I, I want to say it's probably a double-bladed lightsaber that's just slightly sized up to fit him because he's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Poncrell is so big that he needed a totally different type of large saber. So he and that might be why his fold, because really he's quad wielding four broad sabers. Yeah, that he just folds into quote unquote double bladed. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got, Stephen. You have anything to add on the topic of light sabres? Uh, I don't think so. I think you mispronounced light, though. I'm pretty sure it's licked. Licked sabres. Licked. Anyways, I don't think I have anything else to add. I mean, we, we covered quite a bit. I mean, there's there's a lot more to talk about. Of course, of course. But most of that's going to be really specific. Yeah, it'll be covered in in, in episodes as it comes oh, yeah. up in conversation. We'll, yeah, it will. Um, if we missed anything or you have any specific questions, uh, you can reach out to us. You can leave a comment. Um, you can leave a comment. Leave a review. Uh, you can reach out to us if, uh, if you have our personal phone numbers. Um, specifically talking about Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Malachi. You can also email us at a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com. Um, and I might cut that out time. if Steven gets mad at me. I don't know why I'd get that. Part of the reason I'm having that email is so that people... I can... asked you if you wanted to plug it at the end of the episode, and you said no. Anyway. I don't remember saying no, but that's... I don't know. <laughs> Steven, any it's final fine. words for our listeners? No. Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Like I said, you can reach us to... Uh, reach out to us with questions, comments, and concerns. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we're going to do a character spotlight on Revan. Oh, yeah. In three, two, one. Adios.